Warning, the following program contains an open, honest, frank, and sometimes explicit discussion of sex. Listener discretion is advised. Midwest Menage a Trois. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever the hell time you're listening to us, welcome to Midwest Menage a Trois. I am JD along with my lovely wife Carmen. How you doing, baby? Hey, baby. How's your week been going? <laughs> it's real fucking good. Uh, Long weekend coming up. Yeah, it's uh, we're if you guys don't know, obviously we won't air this until later, but we are recording on Labor Day weekend, so we've got a nice three day weekend. I'm hoping three days of shenanigans. <laughs> One can hope. <laughs> That's all I get. That's all I fucking get. No, we can both hope. Oh, okay. Just seems like it. We'll just get ready and freaking door opens. <laughs> So we need to talk a little bit about, um, on the last show, we promoted the hell out of the fact that Corinne was coming back tonight. Corinne's not here. <laughs> so we apologize for that. She had a family emergency. Um, it happened to us two weeks ago. It's happening to her tonight. So we we certainly apologize for her absence once again. But she will be back. Promise. Next week, hopefully. Um, depending on how this goes. Because we might turn this into a two-part show. We've got a hell of a show for you guys tonight. I'm, I'm glad you joined us. And this is going to be a lot of fun. We talked um, last week, if you guys heard the show, and we might have some technical difficulties. I, it was just pointed out to me that it's not showing up on SoundCloud. That's on, weird. On certain apps. So, um, But we did a show, and, and we kind of talked about um, hanging out with our new friends. We've got Sam and Linda and um, some new friends that we're going to introduce you to tonight, JD and Michelle. We'll talk to them in just a minute. But... We have a live studio audience tonight. <laughs> we do. Kind of feel like um, an old NBC sitcom or something here. <laughs> got people hanging out and enjoying the show. Um, so we uh, on the last show we talked a little bit about you know, I, I and you're going to kill me for this because I don't even know if you know, but I titled the show um, what did it, the opening up of Carmen or something like that <laughs> <laughs> because we talked a lot about uh, well. I talked a lot about you flashing your tits, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed I did, very much so. Um, but some of the participants that were in that uh, particular venue at that time are here with us tonight. So without further ado, let's uh, introduce our guests tonight. We've got JD and Michelle. So yes, we do have two JDs here tonight. I'm sorry, folks. You're just going to have to love little Jack Daniels. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Guys, J.D. and Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, We're going to talk about a number of different things tonight, but kind of the thing we want to really start with, well, let's get your your background first. Um, How long have you guys been together? Been together for nine years. Nine years. Nine years, okay. Married eight. Married eight. Married eight. Lifestyle, seven years. Wow, so right, almost right at the beginning there. Correct. Yep. So anybody that's been listening obviously knows what the lifestyle is, and uh, so they are they are lifestylers. But uh, also, is this kind of a recent development? Um, been been a few years that you've been into some of the BDSM stuff. We've talked about it for probably at least five or six of the seven years we've been involved mm-hmm. in the lifestyle, and. I can't say that we're heavy into it, mm-hmm. but once in a while when we get into the, a groove, we like to play around with <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. So I understand that. It's, you have your certain moments, but yeah, we we actually love the BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Unfortunately, we don't have time to do all of the BDSM. Anyway. 
as, as much as we'd like. <laughs> right. <laughs> as much as I would like. <laughs> That's what retirement's for, right? Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Yes. There you go. These damn jobs always getting in the way. <laughs> yep. Um, so you guys, and we talk about this a lot, but when you talk about the lifestyle and you talk about people that are interested in the same stuff we're talking about on this show, they're really the people next door. You guys are, are are everyday normal Midwesterners, just like ourselves. You you hold down jobs. You you go to work every day. You come home. You've got the kids. Um, it's basically just your your next door neighbor. You never know. You would exactly. be surprised how many people that you go sit in a restaurant and who's who is and who, who is and and is. There are more in the lifestyle and BDSM than than they're not. I think really yes. Now, do you guys play the game? We play the game all the time. When you, you just mentioned going to a restaurant or a bar or something, do, do you ever no. look at the bartender and go, so, would you? <laughs> um, actually, no, we don't. Because, really? no, because they don't know the rules. And, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit more different that way when we're at a event is, would you do her or would you do him? Okay. But it's not the same because... So you guys are, are, I would say, from that comment, you're you're realists. You want Correct. you want to live in the live out the fantasy. Whereas when we go to a bar or restaurant and we're talking about land, fuck that waitress. Well, it's it's fantasy. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's okay all too. it is. Correct. But that works for you, and that's what's really awesome is everybody has a different style. Right. Right. So, so do you guys ever play the are they or aren't they game where you kind of go, I think they could be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Most of the time he goes, uh, I wish they were. <laughs> I wish she was. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes That's... sometimes you get into conversations with people though too and just from conversation you gotta go I wonder. Yeah. You either say I wonder or they're wannabes. Because right. a lot of times people will live vicariously through you. Because they see how you are. Oh, sure. And they they almost can, you can almost sense that they're like, really want that. But then, then you start approaching them with it and they back off. Okay. So okay. you always have to be really careful about how you approach people about it. Yep. Right. So come Excellent across that. Point. Excellent point. Um, I guess I need to, uh, to ask the question too. I uh, asked the question, uh, you guys, have you always been? I, I I ask this to the the female more so than the male. But have you always been the type of person to flash your tits in the bar or hit on the bartender or be that very outgoing, very open and sexual person? Why are you pointing at JD? <laughs> Is, does he flash his tits at the bar? No, it kind of goes. There, there's a story behind all of this, and and I'm gonna give the beginning of it. Okay. We first met when I was working at a bar. Okay. And I was the bartender. He was a patron. And I watched him for four months. And I kind of fell in love with him as he was dating somebody else. And I was that, wear the low-cut shirt. I would be a bitch. Get the fuck out of the bar. Short skirt. Short skirt. Sure. And um, so we actually... um, came together in a little bit different point than most. And so we were both, he was always, always a flirty person, but so was I, I wanted that almighty dollar. I'll, I'll wear that low cut shirt. I'll wear that short skirt because I want your money. Sure. And, 
they were, the guys were okay with it. But you don't get you don't get a pack of bar unless you have females in the bar. When you have females in the bar, the men will follow to buy the women the drinks. Right. Well, when he showed up and he we finally started dating, and he bartended with me, the women started showing up. We packed the bar when we were working together because we both flirted. Okay. So that's where our relationship started. We were both okay with flirting. And I wore low-cut shirts. He didn't care. I wore my shirts, you know, short. He didn't care. I'd bend over and you could see the white of my... my Thong. Thong. Yeah. (laughs) And guys were looking and looking out underneath and he's like, like that, don't you? I'm taking that home. So... (laughs) It, our relationship started a little bit differently, and then it progressed from there. So, but before that, like, I was never a flasher. Were you, like, if... No. No. Never? No. no. I mean, the low-cut shirt, I'm the same way. I'll wear a low-cut oh, yeah. shirt. Oh, yeah. Show them if you got them. Yeah, but not not flashing. No. So, okay. And that's something that, you know, I, I, I struggle with, but as progression, it's been a long time but now i'm i'm okay with flashing you know what what do i've got to lose nothing. right <laughs> you know i mean there's better and there's worse out there but what do i have to lose one of the things we talk about a lot on this show is communication keeping those lines open talking to each other expressing your fantasies and and making sure that you have a healthy sex life how did you guys i mean one year into your marriage you enter into the lifestyle how did you have those initial conversations Go ahead. She actually brought it up. I mean, granted, we were pretty new into our marriage, having sex four and five times a day, and a day. Yeah, God bless day. you, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A day. Trust me, it was <laughs> sometimes exhausting, but it was a lot of fun because um, we were both very sexual people. Um, she actually brought it up about the lifestyle. I can't remember exactly how the story came up or anything, but. She uh, talked about being invited into the lifestyle by somebody else before she met me, mm-hmm. um, who was, she knew. Um, she didn't go for it, but I think she kind of wished she had. Okay. Um, now that she knows more about the lifestyle and knows what it's about. Yeah, more. single female in the lifestyle, a unicorn is... Yeah, wow. you could you could have ruled the world. You can rule the world. <laughs> right. You have your pick, and they do. Yeah. So they're but, very hard, they're very hard to find. Yes, you know I think uh, we're probably the oddballs out here so far uh, of the the majority of the people that we've talked to. There's been some sort of whether good or bad. There's been some sort of um, familiarity with the lifestyle, and then they bring it up to the other partner. Uh, you and I just started researching it on our own. Yeah, we, we, neither one of us had ever been involved in no, any wait. of it. So both of you researched separately? No, no. We started you, together. How did you bring it up, though? Who um, brought it up? Well, actually, it was we started watching a show on regular TV called Swingtown. Okay. And so we started talking about it, and then we we started looking things up and yeah, we would research like he would do his research on his end. I would do some on mine and then we would talk about it. Um, had our great hot tub conversations and (laughs) it just, you know, we started researching individually and then together or, you know, he'd find an article and he goes, he'd say, Hey, you got to read this article and he'd send it to me. Nice. 
That's so really cool. it was it was actually a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Everybody has their own way. Right. Everybody gets into it in mm-hmm. all different ways. So, but it's kind of like how we got into BDSM a little bit. You so, saw uh, something on it and it kind of no, sparked your interest, or no? Did I'll you read you, a book? No. <laughs> nope. I'll let you still haven't read that. Book. Oh God! Did you just make a Fifty Shades of Grey reference? <laughs> well, get you out. Know what? No, a lot of people have actually that. Even though it is corny as hell. It's done wonderful things for women's sex lives. It really it has. Is. It really Agreed. has. It has made women go, you know what? I want this. I don't want boring sex right. anymore. I want something different, and I want to talk to my spouse about it. But I have a problem with that whole scenario because they're seeing something totally different that actually doesn't happen. Right. Exactly. Right. It is It is a... I mean, that, it, it it's very rare to have that kind of is. a BDSM sex the, life. The Hollywood BDSM is totally different from real life. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, but in, in the sense that they can say, this sounds exciting to me. I want to research yep. this a little sure. bit more and open up those lines of communication. But do you understand why women like the BDSM lifestyle? At least I, this is my concept. This is my thought. Because most women are in charge of their households. Most women are in charge of the entire, I mean, yes, men, mo- most men bring home more money, but the women are in charge of everything. They wear the weight of the, sh- the world on their shoulders mm-hmm. and they want to let go. They want to let it all go and they want to be the submissive one. That's typically why the women are the submissive because they're the dominant one in the relationship. Okay. So see, and a lot see. of time, a lot of times you see um, the power suit guys. That's what I was they gonna say. tend to be. I would think it'd be correct. the absolute opposite. Yeah, the guys. But who... you you have those power suit guys where okay, we're talking. That's like Wall Street. Yeah. But you look at everyday people like me and him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I do everything. I do the list for the mm-hmm. groceries. I do the paying of the bills. And yes, he's very helpful. However, I coordinate everybody's schedules. I take care of everything. Sometimes I just want to let go, and I think that's what a lot of regular household women like yes the suits they want the dominate the, the dominating woman over them that makes sense right because they want to let it go exactly so it mm, totally that's a very good theory though i, I like that theory I, I guess i never thought about it that way from yes at home even when both people are working a lot of times the woman will control the Correct. bills the kids the schedules mm-hmm. everything yeah, and yeah. see, and when when he yeah. met me, working at the bar, I was working three jobs. three jobs and going to school and raising two boys, at, on my own. Mm-hmm. And when when guys would, you, are you gonna tell a story? Okay, when guys would when <laughs> oh. guys guys would smack me on my ass at the bar at the bar. No shit. Oh, guys are assholes. I would turn and look <laughs> at them and said, unless you're. Unless you're fucking me from behind, you better rub it. Because it hurt. It doesn't hurt when you're in the middle of... Because you've got those endorphins going. So when you're getting fucked from behind and slapped on the ass, you get slapped and it's your endorphins are already going, so it doesn't hurt as long as it's done correctly. These guys didn't know how to do it. And it hurt. We're going to get into that a little bit later I, because I um, you mentioned this the last time you were over here. You said there actually is a proper way to spank. Correct. Yes. We're, we're going to get into that and we're going to 
get the uh, the secret out there for anybody that wants to try it. So we'll, we'll uh, touch on that in just a minute. Um, before we're going to step aside and take a break, but before I do, as a bartender, I got to ask you. Um, Sam and I were talking about this the other night. Are you aware at the dishwashing station at a bar, you've got the three tiered sink. <laughs> Are you aware that guys purposely sit there to look down your shirt while you're washing dishes? Yes, I do. Okay, I just wanted to make I know sure. That. Is that, I know that. It's, it's, is that the best tipping station? No. Uh, really? Typically, it was at the ones at the end of the bar when I was on the other end of the bar, and I'd get up on the the counter to bend over to do something, and they could see underneath my shirt. Uh, they were better tippers. Yep. Yep. All right, there you go, guys. So if you're you're sitting at the dishwashing station, they know what the fuck you're doing. So <laughs> it is my favorite place to sit. I love sitting there. <laughs> we are going to step aside and take a break. We will be back with more Midwest Menage a Trois. Thanks for joining us tonight. Stick around. Abused, neglected, ungroomed, dehydrated. Every day, thousands of vaginas are being ignored abandoned, and tossed away. For the low price of just $500 a week, or maybe half of your shit, you could adopt one of these vaginas and provide it with love, sustenance, and much-needed protein. With your donation, we will send you a pair of underwear used by your vagina, along with a picture of your vagina. We will also send you updates so you can see how your vagina is progressing. Your donation will make the difference in one vagina's life and bring a fullness, a wetness, and a purpose. If you can donate today, you will also receive a before and after scrapbook so you can see the change in your vagina's life. Call now and save a vagina. Welcome back to Midwest Menage a Trois. We hope you are enjoying this show so far. We are talking to a couple of our new friends who have uh, come and hang out with us and partied a little bit and had some fun and said, hey, let's get them on the air. Awesome. I feel like I'm so far away from you. Yeah, no, this whole table thing is a little fucked up. It's a little weird. We we redid the studio for tonight because we knew we had extra people coming in, so we... uh, we made it a little bigger, and it's kind of weird now. You're way over there. Now, do, do you guys normally sit closer to each other so you can touch? We sit across that little table right there. Okay. I mean, it's not not right across Touching. from each other. But, right, yeah. but I feel like I have better eye contact. She will <laughs> she, she will slide her foot up my kilt once in a while. There you nice. go. Uh, now you're talking. Nice. Yeah. So That's when awesome. you guys hear his voice get a little bit higher on the show. <laughs> Sam's over here sliding his foot up my kilt now. <laughs> By the way, Sam's had a few beers today, so if you hear something from the peanut gallery over here, that's what's going on. <laughs> Actually, no, Sam doesn't drink beer. It's vodka tonic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, J.D. and Michelle are here tonight, and we are talking to them about many different things. Um, the first thing we really want to get into and we really want to dive into for our listeners is BDSM, Bondage Discipline. Sadism, masochism. masochism. All right. Had to get it right. Wanted to make sure. But um, so for for people that really don't know, they're very vanilla. They've they've never heard of this. What really is it? It's pleasure with pain. Okay. And they work with each other. Mm -hmm. I believe we talked earlier 
that Michelle, when she would be in the bar, the guys would smack her on the ass. Right. And she would turn and say, if you're not fucking me from behind, you better rub it. Because if you don't rub it, it stings. Right. So when you're in that sexual mode in BDSM, you get pleasure from the pain. So the endorphins are firing, you're feeling good, and that that pain just adds to it? Yes, it it actually adds and heightens, and it it, it heightens all of your senses. Let me ask you guys this, and and I don't know how how deep into it you are or how many other people you know, but you you talk about the pain aspect. Is Is pain required? No. So bondage, just strictly bondage, tying somebody up? Correct. That's okay. That is that, okay. Right. I shouldn't say that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. It's okay. Yeah. But that's that's part of it. Right. Okay. Um, a lot of trust comes with it. I um, can imagine. You know, is it? I don't know. It's hard for me to explain because. Well, okay. So. Uh, I'm even, usually on the giving end of it. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so in the beginning, one of the first things I did to him was I actually tied his hands above his hands. Or hands above his head. Okay. And I read to him a very seductive um, story. Hmm. But, and I blindfolded him. And while I was doing it, I was touching every single part of his body. What it does is the blindfold actually enhanced his his um, senses. So there's certain aspects, certain things that you do will enhance those senses. And he was blown away. This was uh-huh. right in the beginning of our relationship. Yes. So, as time progressed, we learned that I would prefer to be the submissive one, and mm-hmm. he preferred to be the dominant one. Which okay. would, which is difficult to me. Most guys are raised, don't hit a woman. Right. Um, it's. But diff- can you really say, in this scenario, is it actually hitting a woman? No. No. You, it's more pleasuring a woman. <laughs> I yes. mean, it really is, in, right. in the yes. long run. Right. But, Very much so. But when you're not in the act... Right. Thinking about it is difficult. I can see that. Because, you know, you're, like I said, you're brought up with that fact of you don't hit a woman. Well, you're, you know, technically you're hitting a woman, but you're doing it for her pleasure. Right. Um, not out of anger. Not out no, of anger. No, and actually right. we've, learned, we've learned from a few different mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. there is several right ways to do it and several wrong ways. And we constantly continue to learn from those people we've actually had a few really great mentors yes okay so tell us a couple of the the wrong ways and a couple of the right ways well wrong ways would be forcing a woman to do something she doesn't want to do um typically when you start a scene which is typically how they call what's happening Mm -hmm. um before you start a scene you communicate with each other and okay this is what's going to happen and she you know whoever the submissive one might say yeah that's not so much um but they'll just communicate as to what's actually going to happen um safe words are involved um always 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 involved so i mean it could be as simple as green yellow red um you know green keep going more um, yellow, hey, okay, careful. we're, we're slow there, down, slow yeah. down, careful. Red, everything stops. Yep. Okay. You know, um, everybody has different safe words. Right. So, But now everybody has different 
things how they handle it too. I mean, some yeah. people live the BDSM lifestyle twenty four seven. Right. Some people live it like um, um, our mentor mm-hmm. suggested that maybe we do it as soon as I walk into the room that I become a submissive because you can't. I can't always do it when I walk into the house and the laundry's everywhere and the dishes don't be done aren't done. I can't be his submissive when I'm in my dominant role. Right. So mm-hmm. you hit that bedroom door and then you become the submissive. Because if that was the case, the laundry would never get done. <laughs> <laughs> you got hands. Well. <laughs> he, he's great at folding. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So and as far as that goes, I mean, there's so many different... you. You're only getting a very minute perspective here. See, I think right. uh, most people out there probably see the two extremes. They see the Fifty Shades of Grey, which we're going to talk about is is pretty much complete bullshit. Or Agreed. or they see the extreme where yes, they're living at twenty four seven. This woman has ten slaves and they do everything for her. <laughs> yep. well, right. I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen. Every day, I yeah. mean, most no. most of pe- most people are doing this. I, I would imagine, like you guys are, just kind of on a a, a periodic basis. Correct. Yes. Or the guy that walks around with a cock cage on all day long. Could you imagine? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Or the woman who walks around on her hands and knees with a butt plug in that has a tail on it, um, eating out of a dog bowl. That that is certainly exciting. However, how frequently do people do that all day long while they're right. at home on a Saturday afternoon? Certainly there are. We're not judging. Great. Go for it. Sure. It could be a turn on for me. could be a turn off. doesn't matter. Right. And that's, um, that's kind of very immersive. Yes. Yeah. You, you have to have lots of free time <laughs> yes. in order yeah. to pull that off. Yes. And, um. and I think a lot of that goes along with the humiliation part of it. Correct. Correct. But I think, too, um, in a healthy marriage, which you guys obviously have. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I, I think if if one is strictly dominant and the other one is strictly submissive, it's tough to make that work. I agree. So outside of the bedroom, you guys can kind of switch it up a little bit, and, and you share the roles more so than... Oh, we don't share the role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dominant one. <laughs> She controls the home. I do. Okay. I control the home. Sure. But, I, but I think if you were to, to live that way, you know, 24-7, mm-hmm. that's a tough thing to do. Yes, it, is. it is. It's nice to give it up. It's nice to, mm-hmm. to share the responsibility. We're actually mm-hmm. both Tauruses. So we're very driven. We're very tough. We're very strong. And I think he would love to run everything, but he doesn't have time. I'm, I'm, I'm just very stubborn. Yeah. yeah. My, my way or the highway, so. Isn't, isn't the Taurus the bull? Yeah. 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 A bullheaded. Very. I don't know. I We look at all that astrology stuff, and I'll see stuff online all the time you that says what? Aquarius I... should never marry a cancer, and that's that's where we are. So well, we've and here's the thing forever. is we should have never married each other either. However, he's at the beginning of Taurus. I'm at the end. Uh-huh. He's a first child. I'm a second child. So actually, our combination is not bad. Now, see, you—you you seem to know a lot about this shit. Maybe we need to talk to you more about that. We can talk later. Figure figure out how we're going to win the lottery. <laughs> God damn it! Haven't done it yet. <laughs> Needless to say, he's perfect for me. Oh, the shows oh, we could have if diddle. we won the lotto. <laughs> you know, folks. Oh. I, just a, a little touching moment there when she said he's perfect for me. She kind of put his hand on her on his chest, and I want to. 
reiterate this. We've seen it with Sam and Linda, and now we see it with these guys. Um, people that are in this lifestyle in this area, they really are in love. I mean, it's it's there. It's obvious. Yeah, it's not because somebody wants to just go around and taste what's on the other side of the street. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But that. But but it. Nothing's it took r- us some time to get here. Yeah. Nothing wrong with. Takes we, everybody tasting time. tasting yeah. what's on the other side of the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> but as long as communication is there uh-huh. and you agree on it, and... we've had the knockdown, drive down fights, <laughs> just <laughs> like any couple does. <laughs> Absolutely, everybody ours just happened about sex. It wasn't about doing the dishes. It wasn't about mm-hmm. who spent the money. It was you flirted with her too much, or you didn't ask permission. Our big ones from from day one were sex and money. Yep, we got we got we had it bad with money because I was I was a bachelor until I was thirty one. 30? Oh. Yeah. 30 or 31. I don't know. 31. You nailed him. But 31. she, yeah, and she was a single mom. Yeah. So she would go grocery shopping and spend, you know, $200 and, and buy the kids food for the whole month. And I would go to the grocery store and spend $17 and buy myself food for a week. So I'm like, $200? <laughs> what the fuck? We, we almost didn't get married over groceries. Yeah, absolutely. That was our big issue at the beginning. Nope. That's not a bad issue, though. No. 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 Looking no. back now? Oh, no. That's now, now it's nothing. Yep. Yeah, so now if, if I go grocery shopping... Typically, he doesn't go with, Mm-mm. and he helps <laughs> me. He helps me carry them in. But mm-hmm. I walk in. He's like, "How much did you spend? Five hundred eighty-two dollars every time. Five hundred eighty-two dollars. <laughs> she could she could go and buy like three things. How much did you spend? Five hundred eighty-two. So it has it become a joke now that yes. it's five hundred eighty-two. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yep, that's what makes marriage interesting. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So right. we find out our little quirks and how we work together and make things. Absolutely. Less stressful for the other. You're never going to like everything about each other, ever. No. What you're going to do is lo- always love each other. Right. And yep. that's yep. what we found is... Oh, absolutely. He drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> Diddle. <laughs> and love you too, baby. Yep. Would you lie to me? Never. Never. Nope. Excellent. <laughs> it's beautiful. It, but you're right. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, the people in the lifestyle do seem to have a better connection. The ones that it doesn't work for are the ones that don't communicate. And they should have never been there in the first place. Correct. Correct. So here's a question for you going back to BDSM. Do you guys ever play with others with BDSM? We have a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And the one time that I remember we did, I had had a little too much to drink. Big mistake. Big mistake because I, it was another girl that I was um, uh, basically spanking and you lose control mm-hmm. and you don't do it in the right way so you have to have some control not only do you lose control you lose sensation yeah sure so yeah absolutely so and it lo- was... losing sensation is a bad thing because you take on more pain than what your body can actually handle. well yeah it kind of defeats the purpose yes yeah right. absolutely mm-hmm. so so you keep talking about spanking in the right way what's the right, right way the suspense. <laughs> he can tell um, you, but the proper way to spank a woman, especially on her ass, is with a cupped hand. Most men spank a woman with a sure. flat hand, which stings. With a cupped hand, there's actually air that gets caught in between her butt and in between your hand. So it actually lessens the blow, even though it sounds like a very loud smack. 
as well as you have to find the right spot. It has to be mm-hmm. the meaty spot. Right. Every woman has a meaty spot on her ass. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> My whole life. <laughs> I, but there, no, there's still a part of you that, it, part of that ass, even though you say well, everything yeah. is meaty, right. there is still a there's still a part that is the right part to spank. And because, it, okay, everybody here's watched porn. Of course. So you see. What? In, I've never heard of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this porn you speak porn? of? And <laughs> Here, let me go get this, the videos out of my son's closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in the porn movies, you see a guy, he'll be behind a woman, you know, fucking her, and all of a sudden he just real quick smack on the ass. Well, he's hitting, he, he's actually hitting her in a very tender spot. You got to get a little bit lower. If you get up too high, you're in a tender spot. If if you're like right in the middle, which is that's the mo- where the most meat is, and it doesn't hurt quite so bad unless you're with a flat hand where it smacks. Hmm. Um, that, granted, we're we're not professionals by any means, no, but no. these are some of the things that we've learned from some of our mentors and and whatnot. So, and there's actually a club that we've been to that. We want to go to again that actually will teach you more too. So, but we can get mm-hmm. to that later. We'll get to that later. Yeah, that's very interesting because I'm I I know I have kind of swatted you on the side of the ass. And how did that make you feel? I actually asked him to do it, and a lot of times he doesn't do it hard enough. I hold back. <laughs> no, he's not comfortable doing it. No. So that's even worse because then you'll tend to hurt her more. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. You have to bring yourself to the fact that this brings her pleasure. And then when you spank her, because it actually heightens her um, orgasm. Especially when she's having an orgasm and you Mm -hmm. spank her, it actually makes it... Just like when... If you you couldn't be vocal during your orgasm, that would really be a pain and it would really be awful. But when you start... um, when you're like, you know, making your noises, however you make them, uh, 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 you know, if you had to keep those inside, your orgasm would be nothing. But when you can be vocalize your orgasm, it just totally blows you through the roof. Add the, add the spanking into it and it just blows you. Huh. So the it's something. for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, we and have homework. I love it. And it's okay to laugh in the middle of it. And sure. you go, oh, okay, that yeah. didn't work. Oh, honey, that hurt. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. So, and this has been our experience with, you know, like the dominance thing. We laughed at each other. We mm-hmm. tried it. And we laughed at each other. And he's like, do this. And I'm like, <clears throat> No. <laughs> <laughs> you almost have to put your mindset into it. You have to be ready to be the submissive one or right. whichever way you go. It doesn't bother me. But you have to put your mind in. It's my time to be dominant. It's my time to be submissive. And, yeah, you still can laugh. But eventually mm-hmm. you'll want to be in that because it's so empowering or it's so sexual and it feels so great to be that submissive. One thing I brought up to her, um, and we've talked about this because yes, we both have a hard time with being in that role. But I think you're more of a sub than I am because you actually <laughs> like when I tell you what to do. Oh hell yeah, I do. I do. You like I, when I tell you what awesome. to do. <laughs> that's good. And and you tell me what to do. I'm like, kiss my ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We've often thought though. I thought I like the the best scenario because she won't take me seriously, and and I. I take you seriously, but I don't. It's certain, you know, there, there's a level. And right. We, and so then we just start thought, laughing. You guys sound like switches. 
I, I yeah. almost wonder, is there like an online dominatrix that could kind of coach us? You guys talk about mentors. You've, you've had some people that have kind of mm-hmm. coached you. I wonder, you know, because... Uh, we're not real comfortable with bringing another person into the bedroom yet. Um, is there an online service? Is there, there's gotta be online dominatrix, right? Yeah. But I would suggest talking. We have a friend, um, that we 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 have a couple of friends, a couple of friends that we would advise to talk to. And these are people that we have actually spoken to and without being in any kind of a scene or being Mm -hmm. sexual, sit down at a table, have a beer and, you know, talk about, talk what, about needs to be done. what needs to be done. Okay. You know, what are your goals? This is how you can reach these goals. I mean, some of these people have been involved in BDSM for years. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've seen a lot. So they're in that mode of being able to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we're in that mode, no. but we do like to talk about our experiences. We do. And we do. <laughs> Just but out of curiosity, because we are vanilla. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you guys are vanilla at all. All right. Well, yeah, probably no. not because of this whole show and shit. But... How about we're strawberry milk? <laughs> we'll call ourselves strawberry. All right. For the layperson who's who's not in this world, how would, how did you find your mentors? How did you find these people? Oh, the clubs we went to. Yeah, there were some clubs in the area that we would visit. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have what they would like call specific parties. BDSM no, clubs. They were just okay, regular party clubs, not mm-hmm. public party clubs, but private, where basically swinger clubs. Okay. okay. Um, but there's always somebody around that knows something a little bit more than everybody else about BDSM, and. You know, the more her and I talked about it, the more people would say, you need to speak to this person, you know. And so they got us involved and, you know, in contact with some a couple of these people. And that's how we were able to sit down and learn a few things. Wow. And one thing led to another. And then we yeah. went into a club near Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was all BDSM. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. All right, you guys are into the bondage. Yes, very much so. Okay, mm-hmm. so where does and you're you're into the D, into the dominatrix, correct? Dominating. How about the other two? Where? Because the other two always confuse me. The sadomasochist. Yeah. That's explain that a little I, bit. I can't explain that one. That's yours. Is I mean, really, the definition isn't it? Somebody that derives pleasure from pain. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what sadomasochism is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody that's involved in BDSM where pain and pleasure is involved together, they're taking the entire BDSM definition into what they're doing. Um, there are a lot of people who just only involve in the um, B&D, where, mm-hmm. where there's bondage just bondage and, and discipline. Sure. Okay. So, and then... Discipline is taken, you can take discipline in many different ways. Sure. You know, it could be as much as, you know, hey, you have to do everything I say. Um, could be the discipline is I'm going to tie you up and you're not going to move and you're going to take everything that's given to you. Right. Um, whether it's sexually, pain, whatever. Um, there's the iron, iron cross is involved. There's 
Um, oh gosh, there's so much. I mean, we could. There's there's this, a there's this, a lot this, of different. This things. isn't just a one show thing. <laughs> no. I mean, we we're trying really hard to stay within a small realm, but we know so much. Sure. And we've dabbled in a lot, and we always want to remind people: you always have to be careful because there are certain things that can be very hurtful. Absolutely. And yes. you can do the wrong yes. thing. So you always have to mm-hmm. read, learn, understand. And when we did the BDSM started the beating of something we were going to go totally extreme into it and we started to try to go into and we're like this isn't working for us and that's when we talked to our friend yes and the he's more, like the more we learn the more we slow down and mm-hmm. said wait a minute let's research it and learn it learn how to do it the right way right now before we get into m- it my husband has something sitting in front of him bdsm can start as something as simple as it's a clothespin it's a clothespin mm-hmm. a standard awesome. everyday clothespin we didn't have nipple clamps a few years ago. What we had is... But there's pins. a lot of places that you can place I a can imagine. Pin. It is amazing. <laughs> Does he do under the arm? I don't I don't like under the arm, but I like Don't my nipples and my clit. When I'm in the right when I'm in the right frame of mind, I like my nipples and my clit. Huh. But there's yeah. a lot we, of people who we have tried, tried that. We have not tried <laughs> However, the nipple clamps. However, it's not for the faint of heart. Because there is no tension adjust. It right. just has it's it one is, or the it other. It is what it is. It yep. is what it is. Now, um, that they rope right there. They have a smorgasbord. Before, we, we, before we get into this stuff a little oh, bit, we are going to uh, step aside and take a quick break. <laughs> Got to go outside and get some air. Okay. <laughs> is it getting warm in here, JD? A little, a little warm. <laughs> you are listening to Midwest Menage a Trois. Stick around. We'll be right back. Menage a Trois. Hey gang, JD here from Midwest Menage a Trois, the only show on the air bringing you a frank, honest, and explicit discussion of sex from a small-town, middle-America point of view. We're thrilled that you've joined our little threesome on this journey, and we want to know what's on your mind. What do you want to hear about? What turns you on? What turns you off? Email us at midwestthreesome at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, Midwest Menage a Trois. Again, that email is Midwest Threesome, and that's Midwest, the number three, some, at gmail.com, or check us out on Facebook at Midwest Menage a Trois. Can't wait to hear from you. Keep listening, tell your friends, and make sure you post an iTunes review. Welcome back to Midwest Menage a Trois. We hope you're enjoying this show so far. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for us. I'm JD, here with my lovely wife, Carmen. Are you having fun, baby? I'm having fun, but you just totally had the radio voice when you just came back like the 60s you know radio what? dude. The, the problem is, I was in radio for so fucking long, I still get people will call my voicemail at work, you should be in radio. <laughs> yeah, I was in radio. Radio sucked. <laughs> now you can do it from your own home in a kilt. That's right. Yeah, back back in my day, we had to go to the studio and record the show. But yeah, now you can do it on a computer and all is well. So anyway, welcome back. We hope you are enjoying our uh, our trip down the BDSM lane here. We have got uh, JD and Michelle with us, and they are are sharing some tricks of the trade and and kind of their story on how they got into all this. And it's Michelle's now wearing a dog collar. So. No. It's my submissive collar. Okay. Got a little little metal studs on it? I do. Yeah. And it has Harley Davidson on it. Oh, well, shit. We got to talk about that. <laughs> I know. I'm seeing the, the, the line of toys, and I'm intrigued. What are you intrigued by? Which <laughs> Everything. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about... I like to- all about toys. Jewels of the trade right now, because this whole thing started last... Was it last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. 
two weeks ago, my lovely wife, God bless her, she, for some reason, when she gets a few beers in her, she likes to get her nipple clamps out and try them on people. <laughs> She's done it multiple times. Uh, the only nice thing this time was is you actually tried yours on or Michelle's on you. Right. And yeah, that was yeah. exciting. But you know what it is, is it's a teaching experience. Yeah. Because, no, just because so many women Agreed. are like, it hurts it. And I can't do it. And I'm like, you can, but so let's do it. Everybody has different sensitivity and everybody exactly. has a different set of nipple clamps. So right. everybody has to be willing to try something different, but it's okay to so, say, Nope, I don't like that. Yep. So that's why I brought mine out. And because I've tried a couple of different ones, and I, when I found these, I'm like, these are more comfortable. Because even though I like my nipples pinched, I wanted them to be adjustable, and that's what worked for me. And but, she, you go, got, you also got to remember that in different moods, yes, you have and different, different types of, types of yes. sensitivity. Yes. That's exactly how she is. Sometimes she'll be like, oh, just bite it. Yes. And other times it's like, oh, no, not so hard. And you just barely touched it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, and that's that's what I like to demonstrate about because I think a lot of women have in their mind the old nipple clamps. They almost look like a roach clamp. Yes. With the teeth. Yes. Oh, and, God, yes. Yeah. You and have to be extremely brave to use those. You do. <laughs> but, however, if you still look at the... Um, Close Clothespin. Um, it still has teeth, but yeah. it has a hole in it. Right. So right. you actually have some sort of grace in those, but not much. Mm-hmm. And that's the there's, beauty of the nipple clamp with the adjustable. There's actually two different types of pain involved with this, with a clothespin. So you can use it in the extreme way where you're pinching in between the teeth, or you can use it where it's just wrapped in the hole around the nipple. Right. That's actually, as I look at them, there's two holes on there. So you could, if you wanted to... <laughs> oh, yeah. Good luck so on you, that you could go with the big hole or you yeah. could go with the small hole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Closer to the fulcrum, the worse off you are. We need to investigate who invented the clothespin because I'm sure this is what he had in mind I'm for thinking. it. Oh, or I'm she. thinking. So had you to. said you were interested. What are you interested in? What have Everything. You let's, let's talk okay. about your whole smorgasbord here. Well, first, let's, let's talk about the collar a little bit because you're wearing it. I bought it. Is this a a submissive thing that Correct. you you want to wear it and it it shows submission because obviously it does it it doesn't constrict you at all. No. It's not uh, it doesn't constrict your breathing or anything. No. It's nice and loose. So Correct. it's just strictly a, a symbol of my submission kind of thing. Correct. Okay. Yep. So do you it, do you lead her around with it or do you kind of direct her? I have in- typically typically if she's in the mood for a, at a party. Um, she will wear her collar and the leash, and I will have a hold of the leash at all times. That makes me tingly down below. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, which means she can only get so far away from me. Right. Um, it's a control thing. Um, she has to give up control. I take control. It's hard to do. So, especially since you know we do switch roles. During it normal life, during normal life, she controls the home. But in sexual play, when we're both in the mood, then I'm ready to let my guard down. Yeah, and that's the beauty of putting on the collar. It's kind of like it's what, like your costume. Let, what flips that switch? I guess it, it, for many people, my w- lovely wife included, 
she likes to be in control. Ninety nine percent of the time, okay. uh, to to get her to be submissive, how how do you flip that switch? I guess because you do in your in your normal life, you're in control. You you take care of the house. It's you stress. take care of the, yeah. It's just kind of like I'm so stressed. I'm ready to let it all go. And I, just, it's, it's a it's a mental thing. I I think sometimes therapists need to take a, take a look at us because I let all my stress go when I let him have it. So you just kind of in your head, you just kind of say fuck yeah. it. It's time. I'm ready. Let it go. Yep. I don't want it. I don't want control. It's a mindset. You got to get yourself to that mindset. Yeah, it is. It is. You have to get yourself to the mindset. Um, but it's something that we. It took us a long time. So with the collar, when you're at a party, and he's leading you around, you can just totally let go and say. All right, JD's in control. Correct. It's all him. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to drink, when I'm going to take a drink, when I'm going to go fuck. I don't have to worry. About, he doesn't necessarily lead me around. It's uh when that 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 short leash is on my back, I know that I don't have to worry about anything. I'm not in charge. I don't have to worry about life. He's got control, and I have so much trust in him. He's not going to do anything that will hurt me. Now, you mentioned there just for a second, you said, I don't have to worry about when I'm going to go fuck. <laughs> do you guys, when you're in that role, do you ever play with other people? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Not, I mean, I guess. I not guess every time. When you're in the submissive role, then, if someone doesn't jive for you. He knows my likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. So it's all a mental thing. It, you don't have is. to throw out have, the safe word or nope. say stop nope. or no. Nope. Okay. Nope. I, I, that's the thing is is we we know each other that well because of the lifestyle mm-hmm. that he knows me and knows what I like and what I don't like, and and it's not like I would take one for the team. No. But if if I was unhappy, I can't be that unhappy because I'm getting fucked. <laughs> so. And if I didn't like something, we discuss it later. Right. So you mentioned about taking your drink. Do you actually instruct her when to take a a drink? I have on occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, I will go make her drinks. And when she finishes one, I may, you know, she may say, hey, I, I want another drink. I may take her glass and just hold on to it for half hour or an hour. And then I'll go and make her a drink. You know, it's it's a control thing where, hmm. you know, no, you'll drink when I right. al- allow you to. But he, he takes the opportunity to mm-hmm. decide how much alcohol I need. And whereas I'm right. not in control of myself, he'll be in control of me mm-hmm. and him. Because in the BDSM world, and you'll find this at different clubs, a lot of times alcohol and drugs are not allowed. No. Sure. Because it does desensitize you, mm-hmm. and but at normal parties we're not in you know full BDSM mode, right. so yeah, I'll I'll allow her to have a few drinks, but I'm still in control of what she's allowed to, right. to do and who she's allowed to do or how much pain she's allowed to take. Right, I know her limits. Right, um, and we know each other well enough that mm-hmm. we're okay with it. Most people should never drink or do any drugs or anything when they're doing the BDSM lifestyle, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning. That's really important to us for making yeah. sure that everybody understands. You, you need to learn your limits mm-hmm. before you can move on to, 
you know, other things. So And you um, make mistakes along the way. Oh yeah, you're you're always gonna make mistakes, but you have to learn how to recover from them and communicate. Right. So and then actually really learn, you know, because, I mean, our parents always said, you know, did you learn from that? Right. <laughs> you, you always did. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next well, stupid a, thing, you know. And there is a really big thing with BDSM that there is a recovery period. What's it called? What's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know how to term it. I can't remember. I can't remember. But, um it's kind of it's, downtime it's, and no, it's it's the time after you've had your play and that is whoever did the dominating needs to make sure that they remind that person how much they're loved if if mm-hmm. he was making me feel very submissive and very mm, I'd say I'm not really an insecure person but if he was making me feel like I was less than nothing he needs to turn that around and make me feel loved. Yes. He needs to remind me because it's this isn't about um, being the demeaning asshole and I'm going to tell you what a piece of shit you are. It's we're going to role play and then I'm going to come around and I'm going to tell you how much how great you are, how much I love you, how beautiful you are. That right. was going to be one of my v- main questions is in in your history of doing this, has there ever been any resentment? Where you wake up the next morning, you go, God, you really, oh, no. really <laughs> treated not. me like shit. <laughs> no, or, nope, nope. It's always a, no, oh, nothing. that was great last night. Oh, yeah. It was always a, ooh, that was a great night. Uh-huh. <laughs> and loved but, this. This was okay, but I love that. Right. But, I mean, if it were that, you know, demeaning, you're a piece of garbage and you're this and you're that, and then there's no recovery period afterwards. Right. Then yeah, there would probably be resentment in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sure. But there's there's always that get together and you cuddle and in being the dominant one, I always, you know always make sure she's okay and right. she's right. He literally feeling treats okay. Me like she's a not princess. hurt. He makes makes sure my nipples mm-hmm. don't hurt. Does anything hurt down below? You mm-hmm. know, do I need anything to eat? Do I need anything to drink? He actually caters to me, right? Because you know. I need to be... Well, she just had everything taken out of her. Right. You know, physically. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing nothing left. Oh, been there, done that. You know, she's exhausted. So, you know, you want to make sure that she recovers, you know, so that you get get that recovery period. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting. All right, we're going to get into uh, some of the tools of the trade now Car- carmen's over there salivating Start with that I'm one. Mm-hmm. ah silk scarf is that no. the uh, number one thing there what do we got that is there? actually from a silk bed sheet oh this yes. is one of our first ones yes um i mean a lot of times when you start out you don't know what to start with um some of these things are just things that are found around the house and you don't need to have a lot of money to do this stuff no mm-hmm. um a silk sheet that we didn't use anymore went oh boy that would feel nice yeah so it hits on a sensitive point where she may be blindfolded and tied up to the bed and i'm just running the you know the the silk scarf down her body and in different places and and it's just a oh wow that's a sensitive feeling especially if you're blindfolded yeah and you might move on to especially if you're blindfolded (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure which one to talk to here, yeah. but that's okay. Um, I mean, this one here is just. Oh, we a, had four of those. 
It was a scarf. We bought four like, of like them. an actual winter scarf. It was a yes. winter scarf. We bought four of we them. We bought four mm-hmm. because they make for great ties. Okay. Um, it, for starting out, you can tie your wrists together. You can, like, we had four, so we tie, you know, each hand to a bedpost and her feet to a bedpost, and then she's open to whatever kind of sensitivity you want to give to her. Um, or him. Or me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it also can be used for something else, like the silk cloth, to run down any different sure. part of her body. Oh, I'm looking forward to you get to those rows. That's a funny story. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, one thing we've learned is if you're going to go heavy into this world, don't get a bed like ours. <laughs> well, not everybody has a uh, husband who's a giant that can't have a headboard and a footboard. I'm six foot four. I know. It just it, we have a king size bed, and his feet still hang off the end. But of But I'm bed. guessing when uh, you guys my are tying feet were up, hanging off my king size bed tonight. You, or this morning. But, but I'm, I, I'm guessing you guys, when you're tying up, you have a headboard that you can tie to. It used to be no. no. It used to be the four bottom feet. It's the feet. The feet. We, we, we use the feet. feet. We can do that. We can do that. Oh, sure, I've got wide. <laughs> I don't know because I'm, um, he's tried tying me up before and I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Okay, but, but he, he likes to be tied, tied up. Sure. Hey. And he you, just, likes to you be tie tied. him down to the bottom and you have to tie it just right because you don't, when he restricts, you don't want them to um, tighten. You you want him to be able to wriggle free if he has to if something's wrong. Right. So it's not necessarily wiggle free, but you, it needs to be easily removed. Removed. Sure. You don't so, want them to tighten when he tightens. Right. Okay. So that's something I think he can teach you. I don't know. <laughs> There's, um, There's a lot of rope yeah, tying. A lot things. of rope tying things. I'm not really great at a lot of the different types of knots. But I wasn't a Boy Scout. I, oh, <laughs> neither was he. I can tie a square knot. That's about as far as I get. But you can tell her where to get the good ropes at. But, you know, there's a lot of different rope out there. Um, you tr- you want to try and find soft. Yeah, rope. that looks like boat rope. I was just going to say that. It looks is. like the rope from our boat. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, actually found it. Farm and Fleet. Farm and Fleet. Farm and Fleet. <laughs> and when you ask and somebody to... For those of you in Minnesota, that's Fleet Farm. Yes, when you, or, yeah. or or Wisconsin. When you ask somebody to cut you, oh yeah, well, that was an interesting day because the young girl that was working there, I had to ask. I need eight pieces, twenty feet long, and it was fun because she had she. They actually used the squares on the floor because they're all they're one, 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 foot. one one by yep. one squares they on are. the floor, yep. and they, it was fun because. She had to get down on her hands and knees and measure the rope out on the floor. I hope that poor girl's not listening. Yes. But Um, the beauty of that is that rope, it kind of has that, you know, those Chinese fingers that used. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at least it it gives a little, and it is very soft. It does, yes. You don't want a nylon-type rope because the nylon-type ropes chafe. And that's a JD. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, actually, that those are my favorite ropes. Yeah, I mean, this is this is boat rope. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. From, yeah, from your local either marine store or but you have to farm make sure. and fleet. Yep. Now, if you want to go, yep. you know, a little more high class, I would say. I mean, in my words, mm-hmm. um, there is a silk rope that's out there that's even softer than this. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. 
Um, but that's the that's the get started rope. Yeah, I mean How, this is this is great stuff to use. I have mean, you guys used stuff. the silk rope at all? We we have. we have. I'm just wondering, does it hold up okay? Because silk yeah. is very delicate. Mm. In a rope, silk is very strong. Okay. Um, we I don't know if we have any with us. Too. <laughs> I don't know. If we there it is. Searching yeah. through the the yeah. bag there. And it, really, the silk rope. It doesn't isn't feel any different. Much different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it doesn't feel any. And you know, they this, make this actually feels the silk rope rough. to me feels rougher. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So. And this was specifically made for certain things, and it, I actually like those ropes better. But ours, ours is well used, so it might be a little rougher. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Huh. Well, so interesting. So, so far, we're saying Farm and Fleet is your number one source for bondage. Okay. Um, I will continue to say that Farm and yes. Fleet is our number and, one source for bondage. Um, because we have, I'm guessing Farm and Fleet would not agree with that. No. But. I guess we shouldn't. Okay. What God other choice we got? What we got? What we got? Yeah. Carmen, settle down. Go ahead. I'm like a kid at a candy you store. You are. What's that one, J.D.? Well, this one here. That's a riding crop. I didn't yes. recognize that. Um, these are also sold <laughs> Farm and Fleet. Any um, horse store. Any horse store. Any horse yeah. store. Um, these are... Whores? Whores? <laughs> this is something that you would use to smack with, obviously. Um, but you have to be very careful. It also can be used in a very soft way. You can... Um, you can use it to run up and down her arm or run it across her nipples. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's a different feel completely. Um, so, but these are fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, different ways to use them. You can, you know, use your imagination a so lot of times. when you actually cause pain with that, where do you typically, and I hate to use the word hit, but yeah. where, where, I don't know if there's a better term for that. Where do you, where do you hit? Most, in our experience, I, I mean... When she gets extremely aroused, I have used this to um, smack her pussy. Um, not hard. Not hard. But, but, I mean, because it gives a different type of sensation. And, and because it does kind of smack a little bit, it, it gives a little bit of a vibration okay. each time. Um, most Corey of the time. smacks it, it like, right um, at the bottom of my glutes. And, and. That if he does do any sort of big smacking and it goes to the bottom of my glutes, that's when it's just like it just like vibrates all the way into my pussy. It's like whoa! <laughs> it just like goes there, and it's like so awesome. <laughs> so now he has that, but where's the other one? The brown one. The brown one. The oh, brown one. oh, we're getting out more toys. Ah, there it is. <laughs> this it is, is called the. This is also. From Farm and Fleet. <laughs> Farm and Fleet, um, you are the BDSM headquarters. Yes. Um, this is a an actual farm tool. It is called a pig slapper. Huh. Um, it has two, two leather pieces. And they... <laughs> You're going to slap the bacon? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, these are things that you could find more expensive somewhere else. Sure. But they do but, the same thing. Yeah. I mean, for starters... 
I mean, this stuff is very inexpensive at farms. Just don't advertise that name too much, because I'm pretty sure if I hit Carmen with what's called a pig slapper, she'd beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking that's what you want to begin with. Yeah. But something like this gives... Amen. It has two leather pieces on it, and it, it gives a double smack. Huh. So, But it's more of a smack than it is anything, so it kind of stings a little. Sting. Yep. So this is something that you would use when she's... Very I'm, heightened. I'm, thinking, I'm laughing my no, ass no, off no, because Carmen is, is reaching him, for it. Or, I'm thinking <laughs> whoever the submissive is. We need to make them a homemade farm and fleet ball gag. Oh yeah. See, that's see? delightful. It's, see, it's a lot louder. It's a lot louder than it actually yeah. feels. Mister Rogers' neighborhood. That's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, seriously, it's like. It's mm-hmm. it's a tingle but not painful. Correct. It all mm-hmm. depends on your on your presentation of the swing. True. And it's kind of like it's kind of like throwing the fir- your a pitch, you know, a fastball or a curve. You have to it's all on the delivery. Mm-hmm. And so it you know, if you're hitting in I want to hurt you, you're going to hit with hurt. But right. if you're like, wow, I want to turn you on. You're going to hit it. You've got to have it, the mindset. But you got to remember, right. sometimes even just the noise of something like that enhances the senses. Because it, if you're blind, you know, humans, their main sense is sight. So take away sight. Yeah. And your sense of smell heightens. Your sense of hearing heightens. Your sense of feel heightens. So when a, when a submissive is blindfolded, their other senses become come to life to, to come to life and become more dominant yeah. and you know the, the hearing something like this i mean michelle is to the point where if i take my belt off my pants fast it makes that slap at least right it makes that through the belt loops. slap through his belt and loops. and i'll look and she'll go <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yes sir because she knows what that right? sound means you know, in a in a submissive state of mind. So, I mean, there are so many different ways that you can use your senses to create pleasure. So, what I'm getting out of this first portion here is a lot of this stuff you can find at Farm and Fleet. You can find at Home Depot, at Lowe's, at uh, at all your chain stores. Mm-hmm. You just got to be creative. Yes, and, right. and find the stuff that's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, now we're going to move into probably more. What's specific? The, yeah, what's the silver toys? handled one? <laughs> Settle down there. Yeah, I got questions. Want to this. I honestly, want to show the difference between like, the two. Is it that, is it that, really looks like a butt. I got a question. I'm sorry. Question. No, 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 no. Is that a cat of nine tails? This is a flogger. Okay. However, um, that that Michelle has in her hand is a, is a cat of nine tails. Oh, okay. What's the difference? Usually, cat of nine tails has thinner strands, which typically can at times sting sting more. Okay, where a flogger is more of a thud, more thicker. That's that's it. So this thing, the flogger has what probably quarter inch thick leather strips mm -hmm. on it uh, tied to a handle. Yes. Um, whereas the cat of nine tails is is very small, they've got uh, almost like string like string strings, strings mm-hmm. coming out of it mm-hmm. tied to a handle. That is a butt right, plug. okay. Um, it can be used as one as well. 
That's what it's for. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. <laughs> this is one of your favorites? It is. Like the plug itself or it's both? Both. It, it's been cleaned. It's smacked yeah. the face with it. Wait, how's this go? It's not a pacifier. That's right. Yes, it's not a pacifier. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> now, this isn't like I'm, I'm smacking my hand with it, and it's not painful. No, but you're not. Mm. I'm not doing it to be painful. Correct. No, but it, eventually, if, um, the person that um, did a lot of training with us, he gets to a point where he does a figure eight. And eventually it starts making your, if you're doing it on a bottom butt or whatever, somebody's ass, eventually it gets red and hot and eventually it stings just a little. So it's, it's just all about the sensation. It's not mm-hmm. hitting somebody so hard yeah. it hurts right away. It's but you gotta bringing remember them any, up to that height. You got to remember any time a woman gets hit on her ass or on her back, her pussy clinches. So you're constantly woman or, or or a man's ass yep. clenches up and his dick goes whoa that's awesome we can go both ways with it right right exactly yeah exactly you, you know, could buy one of these <laughs> can um, I thanks <laughs> they, they come in they come in many different sizes oh wait I'll show this one like for the handle part <laughs> both I mean. The handles are typically, on most floggers, the handles typically don't get used. This would happen to be a special where it can be used in many different ways right. besides a flogger. Sure. I mean, it has been Michelle's tail sometimes. <laughs> I don't mind that. Some handcuffs? I'm not going to, I don't know if you have the keys I don't have the keys, so okay, don't lock so them on your fingers, it. please. Mm-hmm. But they are thumb cuffs. No, and that is something where, you know, you tie your, kind of like the Japanese have come with, you know, made a lot of different the puzzle boxes, puzzle and boxes, and, shit, and yeah. things that mm-hmm. lock your finger traps. Yep. And honestly, Finger-tra- and this is exactly what they these did. are really awesome. You know, what's the difference between that and handcuffs? Well, because hand- your hands are st- restricted both ways. No, because I think it's a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's sometimes it's it's easier around your thumbs because I mean you still can't pull your mm-hmm. arms apart. Where handcuffs. You can still move your hands around, right. and, still have, but a yeah. lot of times handcuffs become very uncomfortable around the bone around mm-hmm. around your wrist, so it chafes. <laughs> Sam, Sam's over Sam there knows, nodding. Sam knows from experience. Sam, Sam <laughs> they're not very comfortable. I was gonna say we have ones that are covered in fur. They they're not bad. They're not bad. They didn't option. That wasn't an option. Oh for me. well. Yeah, those are okay, but eventually they kind of still hurt that sure. party part of they your do. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. So the thumb cuffs Especially are... if you get to the point where you're, you know, being pleasured so much that you, you're you straining, and sometimes your arms kind of pull, excuse me, and it, it puts a lot of strain on the bones on your wrist. Right. And thumb cuffs don't do so much. Yeah. Okay. okay. What, what else we got to is, uh, no, is that our no. box of toys? Oh, no. Oh shit! We got carabiners. <laughs> there was one more. These are these are nice to uh, tie on the ends of ropes if you're tying somebody to a wall. Okay. Yeah. Or if you have eye, eye hooks in your ceiling, you know you can just you know tie somebody around their wrists or right over there, right and, by that light, <laughs> and then clip them, clip them in. It's but it's it's also a safety factor. Where these are, if if somebody all of a sudden becomes in trouble during a scene, these are very nice 
because they're quickly removed to pull somebody down. To pull somebody right. down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if you can't get the the knot out or the the tie, you can quickly pull them off. Again, yes. another uh, Farm and Fleet Home Depot Lowe's item. Yep. You can get your uh, local carabiners over there. So. However, this one isn't what you can get at your Lowe's. <laughs> that, Michelle that is, is a ripcord. Um, <laughs> is, <laughs> is holding up what I would describe as a uh, turquoise blue anal beads. It's actually... Okay, it's clean. Yes. But... <laughs> Because we cl- actually we're very big about cleaning after every scene. Yep. Um, we're huge about that. Um, it's important as well. Honestly, oh, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> I do. I'm big about the the anal attention. I think yeah. I've been DP'd and oh yeah. And actually, when they get pulled out, is just as exciting as when they're put <laughs> in. Where's Corinne when you need her? <laughs> Who's Corinne? Corinne is uh, the third part of Midwest Menage a Trois. She's oh, not okay. here tonight, but oh. she is a, a huge fan of anal. I yeah. am, I like so. love anal. Um, I'm, if done correctly, anal can be very sensational. Absolutely it can. Yeah, she claims she orgasms from it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Many do. do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's... Michelle has uh, squirted have, from having anal. Yeah. I have found my favorite butt plug is a actual glass butt plug. Hmm. That is my favorite. Do we have? That would be Sam's. Not a butt no. plug. Very we, we got a glass. Oh, signal, that's but... Sam's favorite. My pacifier. Okay, here's the joke. Sam, we accidentally left our bag at Sam's house, and um, we <laughs> met up one night, and Sam goes, I'll bring you your your." the pacifier back but it didn't taste very good <laughs> so it's kind of a joke now that oh, we kind of yeah. bring it up and and it's the pacifier oh yeah, yeah. it's the pacifier so, so is that uh is that rounding out all the toys guys for now um, that's for now that's all right for now. we're gonna step aside and take a break you are listening to midwest menage a trois we hope you're enjoying this show it's a hell of a lot of I fun am. for us <laughs> midwest menage a trois Hey gang, thanks for listening to part one of our show with JD and Michelle. We hope you enjoyed it. Part two is coming your way next week. Make sure you tune in because we might even uh, throw a couple extra people into the mix. We've got Sam and Linda here next week as well. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. This has been Midwest Menage a Trois. We'll see you next week.